Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome aboard. Come on, jump on in here with us. We're going to go for a ride, a free ride. I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. And uh, Mr. Joel, I think last week you opened up the program and said I was on the other side. And I'm looking over there at you and I'm saying, yeah, the the grass is greener where you are. It it always is that way. (laughs) Well, that's because we got a dog who goes to the bathroom a lot. (laughs) That's really all that's about. (laughs) They all do. (laughs) They do. That is true. Uh, But with our uh, cold Iowa winter that we've got going on here, he doesn't really spend a whole lot more, uh, a whole lot of time out there (laughs) anymore. Yeah, I, I sent our dog out just a little bit ago before we started recording because she acted like she wanted to go out. She went out there, and I don't know what she did, but she didn't go. She came oh. back up to the step, and I says, get out there. You, you forgot to go. She went out and went. I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> yeah, really, especially when you're outside in the cold. Yeah, right, just getting up in the middle of the night and going back to bed and realizing, eh, I forgot to go. Well, hey, uh, something just came to mind. I'm looking at the calendar here, and um, this particular podcast is posted on January 13th, 2013. And so we're just less than, we're about, we're four weeks away, basically, from uh, celebrating eight years of growing in grace. That just came to my mind, and so we're getting close to that eight-year mark. It's hard to even imagine that we would have gone eight years with this podcast, but it was uh, 2005, uh, another cold February day that we, uh, I think we recorded and then uh, later on posted our very first Growing in Grace podcast. So that's uh, coming up here in just a few weeks. And we have grown a lot in eight years. Definitely. Um, in, in our understanding of the gospel. And uh, sure, there's a there's a whole lot more to learn. I mean, we, we've just picked up a few grains of sand on the beach, you know, but it's still very exciting. And I, I just wish, Joel, that I could sit down for a few hours, like in a, a small group or a class or something, and go through some of the key points that most people never hear in their Christian life. Much of it they don't understand because they've, they've never been taught these things. And, and in fact, they may be under a teaching that is, is bringing them more bondage than freedom. And that's pretty sad, but I would love to be able to just sit down because of what we have grown to understand and, and just try to help people move forward in, in their life of freedom in Christ. Yeah. I mean, isn't this, on the one hand, I want to say this is revolutionary stuff. And I don't, I don't mean just be, what you and I, you just because you and I are talking about it, we come up, we've come up with this revolutionary, I'm not saying we, we've got this revolutionary new, look at the gospel but this is the gospel as it's been for 2000 years this has been this is what was declared through Christ as we talked you know we just got through with the christmas season talking about the birth of christ where the good news of god's goodwill toward man was declared and it's good news for all the living out of the christian life a gift from God. It's not by our own might or works and all this. In that sense, wouldn't this be so revolutionary for the church today, you know, 2,000 years later, 2,000 years after that good news was declared, 
And the church has kind of slipped into, and I'm not talking about the entire church, but just every, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of legalism in the church today where people are making it all about their works for God, what I can do for God. It's only what I do for Christ that's going to last. And wouldn't it just be awesome if people could get a hold of this? And again, it's not to, to pat ourselves on the back for coming up with some uh, wonderful grace teaching, but it's just the fact that the church for a long time has ignored or not understood the good news that has been declared that's available for everybody to see and to know and to understand. And I just think that that would totally be an awesome thing for the church, cause quite a revolution in the church if people could just grasp the Christ life, the life that's already in them, and and the completeness that they already have in him. Well, and if if that's your main focus, if that's your foundation, is, is what you need to do for him, then you're missing so much of what the Christian life is supposed to be. And last week, Joel, we were talking about what growing in grace was all about. And I think there are just so many people, again, out there who think that growing in in grace has to do somehow, directly or indirectly, with how well we perform the Christian life and and the lifestyle that we lead and, you know, good Christian morals, you know, these kinds of things— is what somehow reflects whether or not we're growing in grace. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, because that foundational issue, I mean, think again, you know, go back and listen to last week's program if you didn't catch it, but you are the righteousness of God as a gift. This is a gift that God has given to you, an irrevocable gift. You are complete in Him. That is the true you. That is who you are. Spiritually speaking, the core of who you are, righteous complete, holy, you are God's child, you're royalty. And growing in grace isn't a matter of you trying to become any more of this, but but really it's trusting in God's life in you to bring out all of this that's already true of you. You know, God's not keeping this scoreboard of your life. He's not looking at you and saying, okay, this person here is becoming a better person. Or this person over here is becoming a worse person. You know, you're not progressively, in God's eyes, you're not progressively becoming a better or a worse person because of your good or bad behavior. He's not making, you're not becoming gooder. You can't because the goodness of God is already instilled in you. God has made you the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what he has, has made you to be. And as we talked about last week, God wants us to grow in that and to grow in the understanding and the knowledge of that so that we can, instead of us striving and trying to become a better person, we can rest in who he has already made us to be. And that, the outflow of that will be so much better than anything that we could ever produce for God. So yeah, you're right. It's not about us doing stuff for God, but it's about what he has done in us and a a kind of a continuing work that he does in and through us to bring all of that goodness out. Yeah, and all of those things you mentioned that we have already become because it's a gift through the life of Christ, uh, because that is already the way it is. It's, It's not something we're striving for. You never have to worry or wonder or fear what God thinks of you anymore, because it's it's not about you and me. For years, I thought it was about me when in my relationship with God. I, I didn't understand that this was about what he did, not what I do. And I spent a lot of my 
young Christian life, much of it, and I know I'm not alone in this, and in fact, it's it's probably the, the exception if, if this wasn't you, but I, I spent a lot of my Christian life wondering where I stood with God, and Joel, I spent a lot of my Christian life doing a lot of the right things, you know, a lot of time in the Bible, a lot of time in prayer, and and witnessing and leading people to Jesus and, you know, doing all the things, the, the prayer meetings and, and the, the time of intercession and, you know, good works and um, lots of things that I couldn't even begin to list. But there were also those times where, you know, you didn't always perform as well as what you thought. You made mistakes and then you wondered where you stood with God. You should never be in that place. You should never be in that position where you wonder what God is thinking of you or if you're even saved anymore. And then you go back and try to confess as many sins as possible, and then you realize you can't remember them all, so you just ask God to forgive you for everything with that, with that generic blanket prayer, and then you get up kind of feeling emotionally refreshed again, and you clench your fists, and you you decide you're going to try harder now, and this is going to help you, you know, somehow grow to be more acceptable to God. Well, you're already acceptable to Him. Why? Because of Jesus and, and what He did. Remember what I said last week, it's, uh, as Paul wrote to Titus, I think it was Titus, right, Joel? Yep, yep, Titus. Yeah, not, not, not Timothy, it was Titus. Titus not by works of righteousness, which we have done. <laughs> it's his grace. It's always going to be about his grace. I think it's in, I think it's Isaiah. A lot of people will try to, you know, lean on their works, uh, even though they know they were saved by grace. Uh, they think from this point forward, somehow it's about them and what they do. And no matter how good you think you can do it, it's still going to be your works, no matter how good they are, are still going to be like filthy rags to God, and, and they're not going to smell very good to Him. And it be, it's because it's not about our works of righteousness. We are righteous, and uh, sometimes uh, the, you know the, the fruit of that will come forward, but that's not what uh, growing in Him is about. Right. That's right. And that you know gets to kind of what I had kind of tagged our last program with our, our behavior. And, uh, you know, putting forth our efforts to try to do something for God. You know, I, I asked the question, is God keeping track of some sort of a, a measure of progression or even a, a regression in our behavior? And, and here's the thing. Growing in grace isn't about behavior. Now, as we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the fruit of that is definitely a change in what we do because our mind changes and as we renew our mind and, and rethink things and, and have a renewal in our thinking, then what we do ultimately changes as well. But that's not what growing in grace is about. You know, God's not got this scoreboard up there. Behavior isn't what it's about. Again, behavior is a fruit of what we do. And I'm not saying that behavior is not important because what we do is very important. But here we're getting to the root of behavior, the root of the things that we do. Again, if the foundation is, like Cap said earlier, what we do for God, the works that we can accomplish for God, then we're totally missing the point of the gospel, because the difference there is that we have already become everything that God wants us to be, and growing in grace, is, and, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is simply stepping aside and allowing God to bring all of that stuff out of us, to let it overflow out of us, or rather than it being our works that we conjure up for him or for or or really to please anybody else for that matter. So let me ask you this, Joel, and I, I know this is going to be hard because you've come a long way, but I need you to put your legalistic cap on here. 
uh, your religious cap. And let me ask you a question. How is it possible? I mean, I'm just asking you as, as a legalist, how is it possible to be out of balance with grace or to, to have too much grace? What, what, what does that mean? Yeah, really. Are you, you you're asking me? <laughs> I'm if asking I'm a legal, you. Me, the legalist. I mean, I'm, a, yeah, I'm asking you, <laughs> pretend you're a legalist and tell me what it is that would cause there to be too much grace. No, I it's hear al- you. On it's that. almost as if you and I are being accused. We're not the only ones, but it's almost as if we're being accused of giving Jesus too much credit. No, I hear you on that. And that's the beauty of all of this is because, you know, the, the message that people think, you know, you see those things on Facebook where there's a picture of this is what I think, this is what somebody else thinks, and this is what it really is. What people think that we're preaching is licentiousness. They're thinking that uh, we're preaching that, well, all this grace stuff, too much grace is just going to cause people to just go out and live like the devil. And what we're saying here is that God has already made us all that we need to be, and we rest in his grace, and as we rest in God's grace, then the fruit of that is going to be far better than uh, some some person trying to think that we need to balance grace with anything else. Well, unfortunately, we run out of time, because that's that would be a neat thing to talk about. We could do that next time, and we'll see how it goes uh, as we continue on talking about Growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.